Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. On the show today, we are blessed to have the one and the only D Siren. D Siren has been nominated for the hottest MILF at the AVN Awards, and that's a fan voted award, right? For the last three years, she's been uh, she's been in the adult film industry since 2010. She's survived a severe accident, and we're here a little bit about that comeback story. Really excited for that. And she was a teacher, left that to pursue a passion, and really excited to get into it. So, Dee, thank you so much for being on the show. Super excited to have you here. Uh, before we get started, I did want to ask one question. Um, what movie do you think is better, The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? You're not. Honestly, it's been so long since I've watched that. I couldn't <laughs> tell you which one is which, nor... Uh, honestly, I knew... I knew. That's, that's a really true... Yeah. I fucking have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh yeah, that we get that a lot with that question. We might have to change it. But here's here's another question though. Okay. When when eating Cheetos, what do you prefer, crunchy or puff? Puffs. And I love to eat all of the like outside part, the cheesy part first so that the inside looks like, I don't know, weird like exoskeleton or something. Well, I mean, and you just suck on it and it goes away. Never heard that before. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, Jan, Jan <laughs> I used to think that like in elementary school, like the inside of this looks like a weird like structure. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little over the top. So <laughs> yeah. oh, well, when you when you probably you're probably right, because it looks like like DNA attached to each other, right? Like kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it has, sense. Like, bubbles all in it. So I love looking at it and I love just you can just suck it and then it goes away. So, yeah, it's funny. Jana does the same thing, but she does that with cheese balls and then she lets them melt. That's what she says, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You eat all the cheese off of it. So it, it always lasted me. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't have any other food and like <laughs> lasted me all of lunch period. Just a bag of cheese balls. Man, you must have had like all like in middle school. It's like all the boys are just watching you eat these cheese puffs the whole day. And they're just I was taking... a weirdo. Nobody <laughs> knew me. Like, okay, everybody knew me. I knew no one. Like, uh, I don't know. Life's not it much different anyway. Now, <laughs> but, like, it was, I don't know. Like, I not really. I yeah. Was kind of, I was just kind of a nerd. You say that, but there was definitely probably some guys that secret crush on you, too scared to say, you know, that old chestnut. Oh, yeah. I think it, they always, I don't know. I went back to high school reunions and they always said, you were too mature for us. And <laughs> I think that was because I was a club kid and I don't know, I went out and had a lot of one night stands. So hey. I don't know. I did not date any of them, like not one of them in high school. Nobody. Smart. You know, who I wants that like, drama? I like that disassociation and separateness with my sexual life. Hey, yeah, no, that's the way to go. I and could, I still I completely do that. Agree. I still think that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so this is the next question. This is going to split the room. All right. Now this, this, I mean, it's a tough one. When eating chicken wing, what are you to prefer? The drums or the flats? Again, I don't eat those. Oh, like I eat chicken, but not wings. Oh, <laughs> I guess they would be more like nuggets because I don't like anything with a bone in it. It kind of grosses me out. 
Yeah. And I only eat chicken so, or fish, so I don't eat uh, mammals. Oh, all right. Well, you know, that's probably a better answer than what I would have said anyway. All right. <laughs> and then last one, waffles or pancakes? Mm, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I love my carbs. Oh, same. Uh, I guess I would have to say waffles. You know, still, again, that little structure. I can, like, okay. <laughs> You're a food engineer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm super picky about my food. <laughs> can't touch each other, and it's got to be in separate little like areas on a plate. Yeah, so, my brother's you. my brother's like that. My mom for Christmas one year bought him a ceramic lunch tray, so nice. he could like you, you know what I mean. So he had like a different spot for each of his foods because yes. if they touch, it's done. It's ruined <laughs> like for him. The trays at like a cafeteria at Louis, yes. whatever. Yeah, little pockets. Those are like my favorite. So oh. I bought. I loved when I had small children and I could just buy like the kids separate like places. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. That's like perfect. Oh man. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, it's plus two, right. Half your meals when you do have small kids is like standing at the counter eating their leftovers. Right. So it was like, perfect. It's already yes. sectioned out and mm -hmm. they had some left. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, okay. So let's get into it a little bit. So, uh, from what we researched on when we were listening to, uh, D siren, sexy secrets, the podcast available now we'll have a link in the description uh we heard that you grew up in texas right and that you came like your family was kind of a little conservative at uh, a conservative background i was the same went to catholic school everything like that bethany you were in the same boat um but so when you were you know when you were coming up you were in the band and things like that and then at high school started the party like and explore your personality and things like that how was that coming up for you? Like when you were conservative, because I know for me, it was tough. Like, I mean, because it's just like the guilt that kills you, you know, yeah. and it's just eventually you get over it. And it's like, this is all kind of the guilt's horse shit. You know what I mean? And then but moving on. But what was it like for you as like, you know, the teenage years, discovering your body and things like that? OK, so I, I came from an interesting family. They they are conservative, um, but only because of their hypocritical bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're not religious. Yeah. They don't, they're atheists. Um, my mother is a uh, self-identified wasp. So a wasp <laughs> is a... Um, white anglo-saxon protestant, anglo protestant. Yeah. and yeah. i'm like you know it just makes me think of like um monty python and the, and you know the meaning of life where you have the protestants and the catholics <laughs> and the protestants are like oh my god like don't talk to us and sitting and having tea quietly like in their house where the catholics have like a billion children and <laughs> are having sex in the other room and like it's all yeah. about every sperm being sacred yeah. so yeah like um i came from the wasp family they don't didn't touch you they didn't mm -hmm. hug you they you may get a pat on the back but there's no physical intimacy mm -hmm. um and there's also not a lot of discussion or or talking like children yeah. are just to be seen but not heard um uh, and they're extremely interesting because they're very out of the box neurodivergent type of people because they're really intelligent um and but they uh tried their damnedest to be in the box I so see. to fit in with society and that is generationally like they you know 
money, of course, is important, but my family were educators, lots of teachers, principals, um, and uh, just deep thinkers mm-hmm. who really didn't know, like, where do I fit? I have a lot of uncles that went into um, acting and theater, but were not really successful because they wanted to have a fan. It was hard to like accept mm-hmm. that, okay, this is my purpose. This is my, my gift and mm-hmm. actually make a living with their gift. Like it was hard for them to do that. So instead they just took jobs where they knew there was some kind of security. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me, I've always been super out of the box. It's just me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from a mother who had a lot of childhood trauma. Again, generationally, there was trauma yeah. passed down, which a lot of us have. Um, but hers caused her to be very introverted and full of anxiety. And, you know, I was a latchkey child. That was yeah. like the term they used back in the, uh, you know, 80s. And yeah. So, you know, I wore a key around my neck on a, on like a dog tag chain because my mom was like, you can't lose your key. You lose your key. You can't get home. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a teacher. So she worked late and she wasn't there when I got home, regardless of my age. We stopped, we started staying by ourselves when we were in like, I think I was in first grade. My brother's was in third grade and she was like, well, your brother just decided he could stay home. Like he wanted to just stay home. So I just let y'all. And I'm like, yeah, but I was like five. (laughs) And he's like seven. And it was like, ah, you're good. (laughs) After work. And, you know, I mean, so like I got lost and and there were things that happened, you know, but, Mm. and back then there's no, there's no way to contact anybody. I I actually got lost from like getting off on the wrong bus stop in third grade and ended up walking around for like three hours and going to like a helping hand person. That was also a thing. And they put like these stickers on their windows to show I'm a, I'm a, like a safe person. Of course, I don't know what the criteria of that was. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Luckily it turned out to be like a mom of a friend. Yeah. And they saved me, but like my parents weren't even home from work. So it was oh like my gosh. three hours. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was like, don't talk much, don't communicate much, not much of anything. Mm-hmm. She was an artist and very self-involved um mm-hmm. I hung out at skating rinks watching her do aerobic and that was through junior high so I was super yeah like not I didn't I wasn't allowed to have friends come oh. over nothing like that mm-hmm. and so it wasn't like in any sociability I I imagined a lot I had a stuff a lot of stuffed animals and I taught them school because she would bring me paper so <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can say I was a pretty lonely kid yeah and then that you know really kind of like moved on through high school um I was in bands but I was the worst clarinet player on earth <laughs> Um, I hated bands. I hated piano lessons, but my mom said they were a discipline. Uh, and my brother was the band, like, um, what is it called? He, he like the trumpeteer, like, yeah, the lead. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. oh, he had like the, the bayonet and all doctor. that stuff. He was the one in charge. Like, oh, he, wow. He was really good at playing the uh, trombone and he was older. And so I had to do whatever he wanted. Yeah. To, you know, if it was his calling, then it was mine. Mm-hmm. Because truly my calling, as my mother said, is I would have never let him not have a friend. Mm-hmm. So like my purpose to her is that I was his friend, no. but I quit being his friend at 10 because <laughs> he and I just yeah. never had anything in common. 
Yeah. And so we're not friends now. Ever since I got into the adult industry, like the majority of my family has ostracized me or disowned me oh. um, because I chose my own path. Yeah. Um, and my mindset is just completely different than theirs. Mm-hmm. I um, have never been, uh, like I said, conservative. Like I just didn't fit me. I was kind of just the crazy hippie chick. And yeah. I just wanted to hang with people that believed in love. And that was yeah. not what I got at home. So also yeah. like the, you know, I, I've been around the wasp crowd is also they're boring as shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> who wants to be doing that? And they're miserable, but like, their morality, their their so-called morality has put them in like a level of misery that they're just like, they have to be miserable to be moral, which isn't the case. And I, I'll say this, and I think everyone, like you guys would agree, it takes a lot of courage to leave like, a, leave like something that's a foundational thing to follow your dream and bet on yourself and follow your passion and do what you're good with. And it does take a tremendous amount of courage. So you should be very proud of doing that. And, you know, if they don't recognize it, they can go shove it. You know what I mean? Well, and and honestly, I I broke a lot of generational curses. Um, the family has almost dissipated from each other mm-hmm. um, because they're super toxic. And I think by me stepping out, it was a symbol to a lot of them. They mm-hmm. all couldn't talk to me because, you know, you can't stay within the family and actually like support me but my parents always supported me because I had children like I was a elementary school teacher it's not like I went from nothing to I'm going to be a porn star like that's not my story my story I I have a degree in sociology a degree in psychology a certification in public education I'm very very um educated Educated. very intellectual Mm -hmm. I read a lot I, you know, I don't, like, that's what I was saying about the movie. Like, I watch movies, but I don't know half the time I'm not paying attention. (laughs) And, you know, really, I'm just more about learning new things and adding new skills to my life. And I was always a teacher. Um, I, and I'll just bring up now, but I, like, I just, I'm about to complete a spiritual and soul purpose life coaching program through the Dharma Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll be a certified spiritual and soul purpose teacher because I just believe in innate gifts. I have three super gifted children. They are all out of the box. They are super smart. They can fit into the fit into the system and do what they're supposed to do and make the grade. Um, My oldest is graduated from UT. My middle it goes to ut i still live in texas by the way and mm-hmm. my youngest is now homeschooled and i don't know he'll probably go to ut too but <laughs> I mean, they they're all different they all have different ideals and i've allowed them to just be human yeah and follow what your intuition tells you to follow follow what your heart tells you to follow you know i believe in the spirit i don't believe i'm not religious but i am spiritual Mm-hmm. And I believe in the universe and I believe in energy and I'm very scientific. So the connection between science and spirituality is there yeah. and that all of us are born with something, you know, to make us who we are and we're all gifted in some mm-hmm. form or fashion. So mm-hmm. it was just a matter of me saying, you know what, this is how I'm a gifted person. And I, I believe in my energy body. I'm connected to, you know, I'm super connected. And, you know, more than anything throughout my life experiences, it's taught me to open doors and not be afraid. Yeah. Um, fear stops you. 
And yeah. my mother's number one problem in life, she's an amazing artist. Half of these, the paintings and stuff behind me oh. um, are either my mom's or my daughter's. They're both amazing artists. And, you know, but fear caused them and an idea that you have a path that you have to follow to be considered a success. Yeah. Um, keeping up with the Joneses was always an issue. Like mm -hmm. have the nice, have the house in the nicest neighborhood. We want you to keep up with everybody yeah. so that you fit into the societal structure, but I never fit <laughs> because yeah. I didn't, I, it, it was a lot for me to make a friend. It was a lot for me to talk to those people. I have severe social anxiety and I do consider myself on the spectrum. I'm neurodivergent, um, but the spectrum's huge. And if you don't really understand it, then you realize that there's two different spectrums. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just not a typical person and I never was. So that's good though, because typical is fucking boring. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's incredible, Bethany. You have kind of a similar situation, right? Wouldn't you say, Bethany? Yeah, it's actually kind of wild how many similarities I can have uh, to your story, D. I um I grew up in a conservative WASPy kind of family. A lot of expectations. I'm the youngest of two girls, mm. and my sister followed very specific. These are the rules, and I never fit into those um and i think you know to the point of what we're talking about on this podcast one of those was exploring sexuality but also just not fitting the norm um my dad was neurodivergent he was never diagnosed but i believe that he had autism maybe in the asperger's part of the spectrum and my eight-year-old son actually is diagnosed on the spectrum so and i mm -hmm. feel some of that um I feel some of that in me and also in a way that it almost helps you lean into your purpose. There's something about being neurodivergent that just um, lets you focus more on this is what resonates with me. This is how I'm supposed to operate in the environment I'm in and in the universe overall. Mm -hmm. And I think that like that's something that I really appreciate seeing in my son and that I am appreciating hearing about how you're talking about your kids like give them the space to navigate what's around them yeah um without passing judgment and that kind of leads into one of the questions i had for you which is you were talking about breaking generational curses can you talk about how kind of learning this and like allowing yourself to branch out and not just abide what was taught to you as a child how has that affected you and how you've raised kids in breaking this cycle so i i think that the culture that i was raised in is super um patriarchal <laughs> is super misogynistic yeah. is yeah. super um uh toxic to be yeah. honest and but you don't discuss those things this is just how life is and live with it like and and women have their place um and you know the more sorry but like imperialistic like my family was like they're super into the royal family like the queen dying is like heartache because like I, my family is from england is from wales is from scotland is from um all these surrounding areas right there they they didn't divert from that area i am straight up british and scottish and irish like mm -hmm. that's it 
-hmm. so really waspy (laughs) so like literally Mm -hmm. it's um one of those things that I'm also from the south like it was kind of ingrained in me you I've been told a million times you're the daughter of the confederacy like oh great what the fuck does that mean <laughs> like hey mom like how did i feel about this yeah. no i became a big fan of like gone with the wind like honestly Love that movie. i watched you know that movie a million times and i actually Same. made my daughter scarlet so oh that's I, great uh, i uh you know these are things like i even have dolls my do- kids are like they're so fucking creepy but it's a red and scarlet uh, <laughs> so, and, and they're so creepy they're like right there in my room but yeah i mean but now I kind of like, as I've grown in my life and I've, I've accepted more cultures and more uh, mindsets and, and really who I am as a person, I realized that maybe I'm just not really all that into that either. Like the, I, what I found is I found my own um, inner child and I've mm. gone back to her and I've, I've worked with her and I've accepted her and I've forgiven her and I've done everything that I'm supposed to do to also allow her to just be her without the influence of others because our society is all about influence like we're all bombarded with influence um mm-hmm. I, I'm an influencer like I want to influence you too you know I mean everything I do is about let me put my judgment my thought process everything else within you um and advertising is that way just society is that way and you know we're a capitalist society period like I don't know about democracy but <laughs> like we are capitalists period like corporations own us but anyway um it's one of those things where I had to look outside my ego and also and also truly understand the breakdown of uh child development and human Mm -hmm. development in general and conscious development and understanding that this body here only developed so far but this brain is plastic and it can keep developing and keep evolving and that's the only part of us that does so I've understood how like these things are connected with each other and if you allow yourself to evolve and change and grow then you reach a different level and Mm -hmm. um I think my sexuality is where my power lies and I believe that for women I believe that we are fucking sexual creatures because within your sacral chakra if you understand the chakra system that is Mm -hmm. your pelvis we are the creators of fucking life not you (laughs) you can't create shit (laughs) with your hands but you're certainly not going to create another fucking being like truly bring spirit into a a fucking carbon-based body Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do that i'm gonna be the vessel for that so you know what fucking a like i'm a vessel i have no problem saying that because i'm able to create new life yeah. I'm able to do that. And that's why there's a patriarchy holding women down because mm-hmm. they know that if we accept ourselves on a sexual level, if the, if we accept ourselves as the powerful creators that we are, then sorry, but we'll probably be in charge. Um, <laughs> and, and it would be a much better place, sorry to say, because it's yeah. one of those things where it's a natural progression. But really, I just believe that we all need to realize who we are as these creatures outside of this influence carbon-based being. Like, yeah. do you, 
Do you believe that like this amazing energy that makes up your brain and works this system, this computer that you are just appears in the carbon-based body? Or do you believe that you're an internal, this amazing like energy that goes here, I'm gonna go here. Well, what makes my light go? The energy goes to that instead. Yeah. So what do you think we are? We're just energy beings. And once I understood that I'm much more than this, that you want mm -hmm. to just objectify or just, I don't know, my fan just jerk off to me, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, once it, it, you know, the visual of this is there's so much more to it and everybody has it. It's just understanding that, you know, you're, you're more than that. And, and I don't know, like I've realized that by being raised in an atheist family um i'm not a meat suit like they literally that's their concepts but they live with a christian moralistic view of life mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's it's very contradictory it's yeah. very hypocritical there's not much authenticity at all nobody's real no. what you see on the outside matters what you are on the inside doesn't and yeah. and that not only happens within individual people but the entire family structure is let me present myself as something that i'm not mm -hmm. and i mean like i brought up the royal family like what do you think they do mm -hmm. look at their trueness like they present themselves as this like fairy tale yeah. but life isn't a fucking fairy tale at all no. so it the realization that i don't want I don't want to be fake. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to accept what's here because I appreciate this thing. I appreciate this system that I have in this structure and this body that is continuing to me to allow to myself to go on this life journey mm -hmm. and continuing to explore and learn because I think that's more important. I think that our consciousness want. wants to learn. It wants to, I, I believe in communication between people because it's certainly extremely important. I kind of go with these three C's communication, but not just talking, but listening and comprehending and understanding what the yes. other person is saying because once you have those two things then you have a connection yeah. and the connection is intimacy the connection is everything is intimacy just like everything is energy mm -hmm. you are intimately connected to so many different people in this world so many different experiences animals plants everything when you open your mind up to the idea that oh maybe if i go and listen and learn from these people then i'll be even more connected because we're all just one i don't know body of energy that are stuck in these things yeah <laughs> yeah honestly i think that's great that it, one of the main things you're preaching is have the confidence and courage to be yourself regardless so that at the end of the day you're looking at yourself in the mirror you know what I mean? And you want to see your true self. And I couldn't agree more. I have a daughter. She's only two. Right. But I've talked to my wife about it. And it's like I, I want to instill in her, like, explore your creativity. Right. Be confident in yourself and what you want to say. Also, like people forget imagination is a billion dollar industry. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. like if you want to join, if you want to do any kind of thing like that, that but like, you know, don't sit around and do nothing and, and waste your life. That's the other thing. But it's really I, I couldn't agree more with with what you're saying, especially when it comes to women, because I'll tell you this. My wife's the boss and I wouldn't have it any other way because it's uh, makes life pretty easy, you know, but yeah. no, I, I I'm with you. That's fantastic. Also, Gone with the Wind. Fabulous movie. Absolutely. Fabulous fabulous. Movie. Oh, yeah. incredible. One of the best people. People forget 
I think it won like 12 Academy Awards when it, it came is, out. Like it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. for me. Yeah. Like it was in Technicolor and you know, <laughs> right? you know that it's originally like black and white. So yeah. yeah. And then you go and you realize, damn, this is like three and a half hour movie. Um, because it even had an intermission in it. Yes. It so fucking long. They were like, okay, it's intermission time. <laughs> <laughs> that, at the theater you know yeah yeah that's great though uh so i did want to ask you this as an educator i saw this on a show yesterday where they were talking about like the topic was like advanced placement classes or like i think there's another term with it but we call it advanced placement right mm -hmm. where the kids that were like you know ahead so it was for kids that maybe were advanced in in mathematics or maybe reading or things like that but mm -hmm the topic was that there's a, a like a professor that studied to say like there's different types of advanced you know advanced placement or advanced learning right like this person might be advanced at mathematics but then this person might be advanced at agriculture and this person might be advanced at art and this you know what i mean so it shouldn't be like i i'm with you where it's like find what you're advanced at and what you're passionate about and then, you know, have the courage to see that through. And that's fantastic. But right now, I do want to move it to this. It's time for our favorite segment. It's Jada's questions asking about questions. Jada's questions, a new favorite segment. It's Jalen Dove's question time. D, Justin is going to have some questions for you. And hopefully you, uh, you know, if you want to answer, feel free. I mean, either way, you know. I always have something to say. Yeah, love it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Justin, go ahead. Take it away. Would you want free gasoline for life or no bugs in your house ever again? Oh, the free gasoline. Like, I, I don't mind bugs. I look, okay. I, I, I was a science teacher and like I had Madagascar hissing cockroaches oh. <laughs> and they like hang from goo. They were disgusting. Oh. Um, like, I, I love spiders. Like, they're awesome and they have a purpose and like, and they eat the other bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. uh, I don't really like flying insects, like uh, because of the noise. But I also realize that's my problem. But you know, without <laughs> insects in this world, we'd be dead. So that is fair. that is true. I will say this. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we're in you're in Texas, and I'm in Philadelphia, and so is Bethany and Justin. And I've lived in some houses in Philadelphia where the roaches like should have been paying rent. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, we got like those big old monster, like huge cockroaches, like the tree ones. Uh, I had a porch one time that like it, the platform of the porch kind of like was lifted in the back, and it was a screened-in porch. And all of a sudden, we were just sitting out there, my husband and I, and like I would say. 80 cockroaches just like went off into that porch i don't even know why i was like are they like it's a mutiny like why all of a sudden they <laughs> like attack yeah, yeah. Like, it was like the worst okay. it, and like we've had hurricanes where we can't had no electricity for over a week so we've had to leave the windows open and we had a house with no screens and i've had like roaches on my face and oh. like on me just because they fly around everywhere you know yeah. i mean i live in houston so it's a fucking swamp like i'm just used to bugs oh i didn't know that i was I mean, gonna say yeah also for us we get a pretty significant cold snap in the winter mm -hmm. does that mean bugs are a 24 7 365 thing in texas oh oh man think oh, about that that's why i said i don't mind oh. like i've i mean to be honest like i like as a kid my family's from arkansas too and like we had a camp on the arkansas river 
and you it was really just a really old general store from like the 1800s and we would put cots up in it i was a girl scout till i was eight in eighth grade so like i slept in tents and i trust me i honestly don't like camping anymore like i hate camping because i, I don't care for the bugs crawling on me but like them being around me mm. And I know that, again, they have a purpose. The problem with our uh, mm -hmm. soil is that we're killing all the bugs because we want to keep producing too much food for this mm -hmm. world. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like, we can't kill the bugs. We need them. No, agreed. I remember there was, uh, I think it was in China. I don't know which dictator, but he, he put out a law that he wanted to kill all the sparrows, I think, mm -hmm. right? And I'm forget, trying to, so I forget where it was, but he wanted to kill like a bird, a specific type of bird. And they were like thousands and thousands of birds. They were just, you'd get like 50 bucks a bird. So people were just like wheelbarrows full of these birds. And then what happened was, is that they weren't there to eat the worms in the soil and the, and the worms and the too. locusts. Yep. And the, and they ate up all the soil. And then, you know what I mean? So they fucked themselves up. they fucked up their ecosystem. Big time. Yeah, mm -hmm. humans, are, humans are, are a virus. Like, we, we are idiots. Like, we don't realize that, like, we're connected to everything. Duh. Like, you are soil. Dust to dust. Like, you go back to being fucking soil. You're carbon. So yeah. are they. Like, yeah. they have systems of communication, too, just because you think you're better. Like, again, like, let go of the ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, Justin, next question, please. You could have a celebrity pallbearer. Who would you choose? Oh, God, that's so hard. Yeah. Celebrity pallbearer. Like, mm. what the fuck would I care? I'm not that's fair. Just to make your family confused. The, 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 um, the, like, we had someone that said Tom Hanks, but what they wanted. And Bethany, I think, did you, who did, or, or no, it was someone said well, Tom. Well, I asked you dead or alive. And if it could be, which dead doesn't really make sense. But I said Andre the Giant, because then he could just kind of like, you know, like a speaker <laughs> box kind of. Yeah, but they, would, but they would come to the funeral, do like do the pallbearer and just leave and not say anything to anyone. So your family would be like, what the fuck? Like, what was, what is going on? So in that scenario, someone I said the rock. Honestly, that is a really hard question. I truly want to be a tree when I die. I don't even want to be in a box so. you see those they uh you get like put in like a sack and then a yes, tree grows from I it want my, Love that. my body in a fetal position and put me into that pod and plant me oh wow it's i didn't even know that was a thing great it now that one is like over in europe somewhere and not yet like approved but mm. right now you can be cremated and then your ashes be planted with a seed and your family can plant you so you can do it with a dog you can do it with you you can do it with anything and and oh, there wow. are actually like i think in austin texas they have a um cemetery that are just trees like you just are planted as a tree wow. that's phenomenal that's i would I love, love to that. see like the study on like the growth of the tree if it like accelerates it There's if it lot, makes like honestly the company that because i've already checked into it it's, it's even cheap like it's compared to like a, a like a burial it's fucking cheap like i i don't need your land you know mm. i i just want to be a tree so like it um they can uh 
what I'm sorry, what did you ask? You said something and the, then I, I can't go off. No, no, no. It's all right. Yeah, no, the 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 way the tree like the, you could Oh, do you they could, grow? Yeah. Like, like you are they of different ones? And yeah, like they have them where people have planted them like on their property. And that's mm. like the that's wow. like the law. Like yeah. back there. And it's generational be, now. And that's so that's can, a great you idea. Know, visit your tree. Yeah. And, like, and it's it's not illegal, like now because it normally if you have property it's hard like to get a license to be able to like have a graveyard on your property yeah. but like that those aren't at all like yeah what are they gonna say yeah. you're like oh it's yeah and then, and then you're like oh you don't like trees huh what the what's your problem you know then they're a big saw trouble a person who had moved away from their home but the tree was there and like the other people that moved there were like yeah we'll, we'll make sure to take care of it and like you know it just kind of passes on the community idea that like that's actually you know a person like i mean it's you know of course it's not really but you know it, yeah. it's uh it's at least a, a memorial to that person and, and but they are actually like soil so yeah. i guess it is that person yeah no you're 100 right yeah uh okay justin next question please would you rather a lake house or a beach house um i love water i'm a cancer so i'm all about water um mm. that's hard too it depends on like i would have to say beach because i'm obsessed with the beach um mm. but i do like me some lake too it just it, it, has, <laughs> a lot, it has a lot more uh mosquitoes though oh true Ooh. yeah when it's like that stagnant water that's not fun mm-hmm mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. how hot does it get in in houston um this summer it got up to like 115 oh yeah it's getting yeah. worse and worse all the time like right now today it'll be 90 and it's mm. almost what october yeah it's almost october <laughs> yeah yeah same thing up here we've noticed it up here too like the snow's like I mean, it'd be crazy. It's like one big snowstorm, but I remember when I was a kid, we'd get like three feet up here. Like I mean, on the snow on the ground for a month. Yeah. Yeah. And it would start in November and it wouldn't stop until like April. But now it's like, I mean, there were some days last winter where it was like in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. You know, it was what like I mean? nice on Christmas the one year. I was like, this isn't right. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right. It's always hot here on Christmas, always hot here on Thanksgiving. I mean, you really don't, we don't have seasons. We have uh, summer and we have winter, but we don't have fall or spring. <laughs> it goes, I mean, literally like spring would be like a week and fall would be like, a week um but like if it gets 70 here then that's fall like that's cold and no. now we had year before last we had a huge cold snap here in texas and it fucked us up like we got down to like 23 yeah but we don't get snow we just get ice everything just turns to ice mm -hmm. because again we live in a I live in a swamp. Like, I mean, it doesn't, it's not supposed to get that cold. It killed all my plants and like, oh. and on top of that, like we don't have the insulation in our houses to help with that. Mm, so mm -hmm. I lost my electricity. I lost my water. Um, and it was like 20 degrees. So yeah, no heat, nothing. So we oh. like suffered and I know a lot of people died and it, yeah. was, it was just really bad. Yeah. No, plus two, like, in those scenarios people turn into animals you know what i mean like that's yeah. that's when you see the worst of humanity survival yeah yeah. yeah justin next question please if you got exiled from america what country would you go to oh great question Ooh, so hard too <laughs> i have not left this country since i was 18 oh where'd you go so, and i'm 49 so i what 
I thought you were 27. Get I, but I, Botox. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's hard for me to say that because uh, I think there's so many places I want to go explore. Um, and I honestly, because I had children, you know, at a pretty young age, I, I never got to do that. So I'll be doing that. My, my son's done with high school in two years and then I'll go. Hey, there you go. I would recommend Italy. It was, it was the, Ama the Amalfi Coast. Her like the kids want to go there too so i'm uh, like okay, next trip that's where we need to just save up and go so are you are you a history buff at all uh depends on what history <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i i'm a big history guy and when we went there like we went to pompeii and like mm -hmm. obviously did like the coliseum and the roman forum and things like that but pompeii was absolutely Amazing. it was fascinating just the yeah. way like because they had they would have like different things like they would have these stones in the in like the street it was like a cobblestone street the the curbs were like three feet up because you would dump all your trash in like your you know your you know your chamber pots or whatever right. in the street and the way that they had the crosswalks wash through correct and they had like these crosswalks the way they did it is that the streets were like the sidewalks were like three feet or eh, not three but like two feet up then they would have stones that were like spaced apart right so that a, a horse cart could get through you know what i mean and you would cross the street by going over the stones and they, they had like these special rocks in there that reflected the moonlight that would light up the street when you would walk i was like this is genius it was genius well, and things like they were like so um advanced um civilization yeah mm -hmm. natural, natural disasters destroys us so oh, it's yeah and the crazy thing was they when we did the tour the dude showed us where their harbor was right like where the docks were for their harbor for pompeii right it was like that was the the mediterranean right mm -hmm. and then now the coastline was three miles away wow. so that's how much like i was like that's insane Crazy. you know yeah but no. i actually taught um in when i was a teacher i taught uh early childhood so my kids were kindergarten first second graders yeah um and then i ended they up must have loved you in, in early in uh english as a second language um, oh. and i so i taught lots of children that were from other countries and mm -hmm. couldn't necessarily speak english but i i went off a book series called the uh, magic tree house oh. and mm -hmm. they're like um 10 little chapters but you could read like a whole book in a week so like mm -hmm. i would read a chapter a day and mm -hmm. then i would take that and i would incorporate like all the subjects because i had to teach everything so yeah. it would be like math based on this math based on that and one of the places they go is pompeii so when i went to um or when i taught those classes i would bring up like things on my whiteboard of like pompeii and like real photos of like the you know the dog that's covered in ash and, yeah this is in Pompeii and, and because the kids in the book that's where they went so like we would learn all about that and it was just super cool and interesting and especially with the kids that were from other countries because mm -hmm. you can just go a lot of them are from like there were some from Italy some from yeah. India some from so the places that they would go then you would get personal experience from so Aww. it was just a really cool way of teaching that is cool I mean, the system continue but yeah no, that's fantastic. I love that. That's a great way to do it. What, uh, when you said you left when you were left the country and you're 18, where did you go? I went to England. I went to, um, did you do like a visit your family France. tour? Or? I went, to, no, I went with a cousin who okay. 
And then uh, they had clients that lived in um, Belgium and Denmark. So I went there and, uh, but we stuck around like that little area. Uh, okay. you know, it's not too, too far off. So I, I've been around like the little central area of Europe, but I haven't mm. been to Spain and I haven't been to Italy. And so that, that's where we need to go. Yeah. Get ready to Albania is going to be the hotspot telling you right now. I've heard about that. I've heard yep. about that. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. I've been there. Nice. Uh, Justin, go ahead. Next question. That's all the questions I have for you. Unless you have any questions for me. I don't know what to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can ask him. He's a, what's you your know. favorite color? <laughs> uh, I do. I'd probably, I'd say green, but it's probably black. Yeah. That's not a color. I know. But That's I do. the absence of color. If you look at my closet, holy shit, you're up. right. Wow. I never, yeah, you're right. It is the absence of color, man. So that look. doesn't count. You can't say black. Yeah, you freaking green. No color. That's not the rainbow. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's like dark, dark, dark gray. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, okay, so you added some white, so white and black. <laughs> <laughs> love it so okay nice so let's keep it moving then justin thank you for that so d uh i want to keep it going so you were like you said you were a teacher right and you like and you had brought it up that you had you know you had some fun in your youth and you were exploring yourself and having a good time and shit and dudes were digging you and everything like that and you were just having some fun but then you would get married and then once you got married though that was over. It was, you were locked down, right? Well, and, okay. because of my own mentality. It right. wasn't because of him at all. <laughs> yeah. he, he was the opposite. So, um, you know, when it came to my sexuality, um, and I'm not shy about it, but because or it should you have so to many be. people that I lost my virginity to sexual assault and it happened um, when I was 16 and it happened with a stranger in the in public like in, in the middle of an apartment complex so like it was violence but when you have grown up in a uh, family that does not show any form of physical intimacy and you then have some kind of physical intimacy which also connects sexual intimacy but in a violent way um it's very disassociating so um, I, I call myself a survivor. I don't call myself a victim, um, yeah. but I, survivors of these types of incidents, which, you know, people don't realize one in three women are sexually assaulted. One in four men are sexually assaulted. This is not, this is a huge problem in the world. Mm -hmm. And it is one of those things that changed the trajectory of my life. Um, because when you remove such a basic instinct, sex is a basic instinct to be in human we literally would be just these energy beings and not be these carbon-based creatures without it like we won't stay human um if we don't have sex like it's how we reproduce so with that being the case like i i disassociated sex with kind of with reality like my reality was super conservative my reality was i'm an introvert my reality was I'm kind of, I was in color guard. I hated music. I wasn't good at it. I, I couldn't march. 
I'm I'm built like a black girl, sorry, <laughs> but I have that structure of like super curvy and I couldn't do like this one, two, like you stay in, no, like my energy is not like that. Like I can't move that way. So I actually joined, my mother wouldn't allow me to be in dance team because it was too expensive and she didn't want to go. Um, so I, uh, instead I had to still be connected with the band. So I joined the color guard. So I learned to twirl and I learned to dance with them. Well, I, um, that was pretty much my social expansive, you know, friend network in school. I stuck yeah. around them. And then I had my best friends that did other things, but we all met in band and, you know, like, you know, band camp <laughs> and like what happens at band camp, like we'll keep well, it there. Can, can I ask you, uh, so I've had several friends that were in band, right? And band does get the rap of like, you know, nerds and things like that. But he told me, he's like, bro, he's like, you have to plant seeds when you're a sophomore and everyone's a nerd. You're going to have someone that's like, you know, a sophomore that's, you know, she looks like a nerd. But by the time it's senior year, that flowers bloomed and it's looking right. pretty good. So yeah. he was like, by the time you like when you were older on the band, it's like 100 kids or whatever on a bus and you're traveling everywhere together. He's like, shit got pretty fun. And it got yeah. pretty, yeah. He's like, yeah. the band, the band and, knew how to party. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this actually, what, that happened when I was leaving a party for band people. Um, and so it was one of those things that, like I said, changed the trajectory of what I did. And what I did was keep my conservative life separate from my sexual life. Um, and like I said, lots of one night stands, I, I would go out and dance. I loved music, but I, I in the sense of dancing, but not in the sense of playing, like, no, <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah, don't, yeah. I don't have that gift, Same. but, um, I, I did, I, I liked the socialization of people not knowing who I was. Like, I didn't care what the guy's name was. I didn't care what the girl's name was. Like, I didn't do a lot with girls back then, but you know, I, or I would go with my girlfriends and we would pick up guys and, but it was like, okay, as long as I don't really know you and you're never going to come back home with me, then we can, we can hook up. Like we yeah. can hang out. Um, because I didn't want my parents to know, like I, I kept, my sexual assault uh, a secret until I was 35. Like I'd been Jeez. married for 11 years and he never knew because I, I felt like for one thing, I felt like it was my fault. And even to this day, my mother says, I don't know why women hang out at bars. They know what's going to happen. Yeah, like, right. so even like, that's her attitude. I knew that back then. Like, and so it was like, this is my fault for putting myself in this situation. I should not have been at that party. And this, and like I said, this person was not even connected. It wasn't like a, not that that matters, but it wasn't like any connection to who I being there at all. It's just wrong place, wrong time. Um, and, but what I did was instead of becoming the, which so many women do become the victim of this assault and victim of this harassment where they feel like sex is something that they cannot accept within themselves any longer. And they kind of hate it, but it's just something you have to do if you want to have a family or a relationship, mm -hmm. they just kind of go about their business with it. And it's just an act and it's just action and it's nothing more because, or they connect it so much with an idea of emotion and idea of relationship that they only allow themselves to open up during 
within that space. Like they're not going to allow themselves to open up otherwise. So because of what I went through, I, I became more of a man hunter because I did enjoy, I, I understand me and I, I understand that girl. And I did enjoy the physical touch. I did enjoy the physical intimacy. I even, my body enjoyed the sexual intimacy of, of that attack, which is very confusing because people Mm. go, well, what's wrong with you? Well, nothing's wrong with me. I, my body reacted to the physical sensation it felt and my brain went what the fuck's happening so because of that then I go okay my choices are I become this person who completely shuts down and no longer allows myself to feel anything regarding sexual intimacy and not do it really or I can become the opposite which was I went out and sought people I was the man hunter as you would say um because I was like I want that feeling but mm-hmm. it's on my terms and yeah. it's on yeah. okay who am I going to be and how am yeah. I going to approach the subject yeah. so it was something that like happened to me so early and and it is instilled within me I've always disassociated my life from my regular life from my sexual life and yeah. and honestly I think because of that it was easy for me to do so when I decided to get into swinging with my husband and also into the adult industry because I always disassociated it anyway. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that then. So honestly, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I had it, but from a male perspective, right. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, I didn't have the intimacy from females that I like that I needed as a child. Right. So then when seeking it from like women, right. At first I put it on such a pedestal. Right. And I put it so high up there and then I would treat, women like like i would be overly nice and then get shit on right and then it was like this one girl i won't say who she is but i got shit on one too many times and then i turned into an asshole and then i became the person that was like then you know being with women and like you know you like not using but like not really caring about it and only in it for the sexual experience and you know hit it and quit it kind of thing right And after I got through that and like the real search of like actual intimacy, physical and emotional, you know what I mean? That is, you you know, that's the real thing you're looking for. And once you get over like the hump of like your, you you know, like not having the intimacy as a child or something like that or the physical intimacy. But it is tough now because I still sometimes relate like love to intimacy and it's not the same thing. Right. Like you need intimacy like like physical intimacy, I should say, and love aren't the same thing. Like you can have, but like, but I think it's a part of love, right? Like wanting to have that is a part of it, but that's not everything, right? So I, this is my opinion. We are love. Like okay. you are born, you are love. Just like people say, I meditate. Um, I'm, I'm very much into meditation. I have been for a really long time, but you don't do meditation. You are meditative, which mm-hmm. means you are, your goal is to get to a point where you're always like this. You're always at a state where you are proactive in your life so that you don't have to be reactive mm-hmm. so that you don't have to take your emotion, which is just your energy in motion. And you're going, okay, what do I do with this and react to it? So like you were saying in your situation that, um, you know, this is how you behaved. I, I can't say I was dissimilar. Like, in my opinion, I kind of took the, I I believe in a divine feminine, I believe in the divine masculine energy within us, and it's within every single person, you have both, Mm -hmm. but it's identifying that energy and how it feels. And so 
in your situation, I took the masculine side because I wasn't allowed. When you give someone safety, security, and trust, then they can allow themselves to embrace that unnatural energy. I did not have that ever in my life and even less so sexually because of my situation. Mm -hmm. So I embrace the masculine energy and the masculine energy is the energy of I'm going to be in control. I'm not going to, I'm not going to connect to this. I don't want any reaction to it. I don't want any emotion to it. Mm -hmm. I, on my podcast, I spend lots of time talking about it's perfectly fine to have sex without emotion. Like you don't have to, it can be just a physical act and it's not incorrect. There's a lot of people that just have sex as a physical act because their body's going to react to what's happening. Like Mm -hmm. that's natural for your body to react that way. But that doesn't, what you're doing when you're doing that is you have a block. You have a block in you caused by trauma. And trauma doesn't have to be, I was in a major car accident. Yeah, I know about that trauma. That's easy to explain. Trauma doesn't have to be the rape that happened to me when I was 16. Yeah, that's easy for me to explain. But trauma can be these generational curses of being taught how to behave in a social situation, which maybe their shit isn't right. Maybe we shouldn't be taught by that person who is neurodivergent (laughs) to the point of, I'm afraid of the world. Like Mm -hmm. we're taught fear. Fear is instilled with us in a society, like music, news, constant fear, fear, fear. Look what's happening. Oh shit. Everything's going to blow up. There's aliens now. And then there's this and that and be fucking scared. Like, because that's how people control you is through fear because humans, natural instinct, their anxiety, everything is that's survival. Like those are your survival instincts to go, oh shit, I can't do that. That's your ego protecting you. So it's letting go of all that and realizing that I, within myself, I have this masculine and feminine energy. And how do I get a good balance of it? Because I want to be like in a meditative state, even within my relationships, even within my reactions to what happened with other people in society. I want to stay here where this is where my energy is on both sides. I can be in my masculine, I can run my company and I can turn that on, but I can also be in my feminine where I trust and acknowledge that I want this type of connection because remember like your feminine is your creative side. Your feminine is your, that's the part of you that creates is your feminine and you wanna connect to all those things. So it's natural for for you to have your reaction because that is your, you going into survival mode, you going into, okay, I'm going to let this anxiety and this fear take over. So I'm just going to be an asshole. Well, me, I did the opposite because your assholeness (laughs) or your, your uh, anger, um, maybe even a ragey type of behavior means that your survival instinct is to fight, you know, then there's survival instinct to fly a flight, which means I'm going to avoid it at all fucking costs. And I'm going to run away from everything. Then there's their survival instinct of fawn, which means I'm a people pleaser. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do so that I don't cause conflict. That's where I lie in. I lie in. Okay. I will do whatever you'd like me to do as long as the, the, uh, ending of the situation is that I'm getting 
my needs met. I'm not feeling abandoned. I'm not, but again, all these things are within you and caused by trauma. Like these are the trauma things that happen throughout childhood. And you, those are generational trauma that are passed down even to your parent. You just don't acknowledge and go, instead of saying like, damn, my mom sucks. Like I go, oh damn, she came from a dad who was in Japan during World War II. He had, he never talked about the war. He never even shared one thing that happened over there. And who the fuck knows what he saw. Mm -hmm. Then he was married to a woman who couldn't handle that because of her own family's, you know, again, neurodivergency. And so it turns into this, okay, I'm going to, she probably was likely a people pleaser to him and took his energy. So she was like, I'm going to take all this energy from you. I'm going to hold it within myself and I'm going to be an asshole to my children. And so like this, you transfer this energy. And especially if you're in an intimate relationship with someone else and, but you don't realize that you had these intimate relationships through experience. Like I went to boys or girl scouts. I say Boy Scouts because we went to Boy Scout camp. I was in Boy Scouts. I had, I had intimacy with those people. You have intimacy with the damn person at the gas station you see every day, or you go and get a fucking drink at Starbucks. You become intimate with those people because of experiences. People become intimate with me because they talk to me online. That's yeah. still intimacy. You don't yeah. have to touch each other. You don't have to fuck each other True. to be into, to have intimate relationships. You yeah. every single relationship in your life is an intimate one. You just have to recognize where does where does it fit on this scale of intimacy and recognize oh that's that's something that I need. Intimacy is all about our needs. What do we need in ourselves to feel like you know what I am fulfilled. I'm satisfied. My desires are met. And it's all about connection. Intimacy and connection have to do with the fact that. You just have to identify, oh, well, actually, there's a lot of people in my life that I'm connected to and I don't even realize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bethany, would you, coming from like a semi-conservative background, would you have like the similar opinion about intimacy at the beginning and maybe changing or something like that? Yeah, I think for me, it was definitely something. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know that fawn was another option. Same. Of, I had no idea. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I identify with that. Um, so, but I definitely think that it was something because I knew regardless of the intensity, like if you think about it in like the level of bases that we talked about as kids you can go around or whatever if it had been one all the way to home run my mom wouldn't care she was still going to be very upset with me so to me it was almost just like I'm going to take ownership of this and I'm going to go out and explore what it's like to be a people pleaser to other people outside of my family Mm. and get again like that kind of I really like what you were saying too, Dee, about like you have intimacy with lots of people you don't realize it. Like, I think because I wasn't able to build like the kind of intimacy that I needed within my family, it made it more attractive to seek that out in other places. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just like that's something that I've been very vocal about even to my mom to this day that I am not passing down to my son. I am mm-hmm. not interested in these expectations that are a very small mold that you're expected to fit into and don't fit most people. Yeah. I don't think. I could I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, with both of you. But let's keep it going. So D 
uh, like you said, so you uh, you would eventually transition into the adult film industry, right? And you, but it started out so you were from you're with your husband, and mm-hmm. he uh, is a, a a voyeur, right? Was is that the right term? And um, then, okay, so okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I uh, I'm technically still married. Uh, we've been separated since August of 2020, oh. but um, I, you know, it's hard when you have three children and a business that you run together. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for financial reasons, I'm like I'm just gonna wait. And plus, you know, this is the thing. I I wholeheartedly believe in uh, life partners. I believe in um, not necessarily, well, I kind of do believe in soulmates and things like that, but you can have more than one soulmate. Like your soul needs lots of different mates, to be honest. Like you need a lot of, not one person can meet all your needs. That's just impossible. And that's where the understanding that you're intimate with all these other people come into play and that that's not a bad thing. It's okay to feel emotion. It's okay to, and understanding that emotion is just your energy and motion that you, you understand those aspects of yourself. So I, um, I was a monogamous wife. I did not do anything with anyone. Once I got married, I was taught that this is how it's going to be. Like Mm -hmm. you get married for one thing. My family also doesn't get divorces. Like that's not something that happens in my family. So my mom even told him like when he agreed, okay, he wanted to ask me to ask me to marry him. She's like, you're getting rolled into the family. Like, this is like a gang. Like you're not leaving. Like you don't, you better be prepared because you're not going to leave. Well, the problem with that is it's super toxic. (laughs) And, and because like if people's energy don't match and you're not vibing on the same, you know, frequency, then you're always like this and you're always pushing back against each other and you can never get to where you are in that state of being happy because you are always trying to uh that's where the people pleasing comes in that's where the codependency comes in and you know i've learned a lot about myself with codependency i learned that i was raised to be a codependent person by a person who needed me like she needed me to be the person that she could lean on and she could come to and and I, I thought that you and my mom and dad are codependent on each other. I thought that that's what you were like, oh, I'm, I, my intentions were always that I, whatever I offer to you is for your, for your best interest in, in the good of your life to make yourself better. But what's fucking better? Like who decides what's better? In my opinion, it was okay. My husband came from a really messed up childhood he came from not, you know, finishing high school, getting his GED and wanting to go to tech school and me saying, you're super fucking smart, go to college. Like you, you don't need all this shit. You can go to college. You can do these things and encouraging him to do that. But it was also in the idea that you needed to get a job to take care of our family. And so he tried, he tried for the first 10 years of our marriage to fit into my world, as I said it, you know, he tried to be more conservative and he hated it. He hated his life. Like 
it was not him. He didn't like it. And so at one point we had a kind of a blow up and I don't talk much about it, but like he wasn't monogamous, <laughs> you know, I mean, really ever like, and I knew this, like, to be honest, like I was a slut. He was a slut. We met each other at a restaurant. He was the cook. I was the waitress and the sluts like got together. So like, how can like two sluts just decide that they're not going to be sluts anymore? Like, you know, I, and I accepted him for who he was. I knew this was him. I knew this was, he had brought up to me when we were 20 years old. Hey, I want to watch you have sex with one of my friends. I was like, what the fuck? You know, what do you, <laughs> and I was also like, why do you want that? Like, what is your intention here? Like, what yeah. do you want to get from it? Do you think you're going to hook up with other girls? If I hook up with other guys, like, yeah. what do you want? And then I realized, no, he, he enjoyed watching. Like he, he was a, uh, porn fan. Like he did like that stuff. And, but that was at 20. I didn't get into the swinging world until I was 35. So, you know, it was good 15 years later that you know uh, through that time period we had babies I went through different stages in my life mm -hmm. and our relationship went through different stages so it really took um you know a blow up uh, and to, for me to realize okay he's super unhappy and it took you know where you know he got caught I was like oh shit we went to therapy and but my family was the most th important thing to me. So I yeah. was dedicated to the idea. Again, you rolled into the family. So I was like, you, we're going to do whatever we have to do to stay together. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it, we went through the situation there, but like I had three young children and I was a teacher and honestly, I made no money. So yeah. even back in the day, back then I told them, you're my 401k, you know, I've invested way too much in you. Uh, to just let you walk out the door and mm -hmm. do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. So I, again, my codependency was like, you're staying. <laughs> I don't yeah. care what you want. We're going to, we're going to do whatever we have to, to make you stick around. And I did, I, I opened a, a door and I look at as I had a lot of blocks and I opened this block that I had, which I perceive as a door mm -hmm. to my own sexuality like I had I was kind of the lipstick lesbian in college like I'd make out with girls but it was most of the time to get boys attention mm -hmm. and but I never did anything with women until I became a swinger and you know I also was introverted and shy and didn't feel comfortable with myself so by getting on to a local swinger site you know the first thing we did was get on webcam and I had never heard of like webcams before that this was a long time ago what so what webcam, year was this oh my gosh um like are you doing this on like a 56k modem or something like, it was like 2006 maybe oh wow so this so, is some like a lot of a lot of pixelation awful, and yeah. Awful <laughs> yeah terrible and it was just i think it was just like whatever was on the computer mm -hmm. it just turned it on and it was bad but i loved seeing all these names like like fill up with people watching and it was a turn on to me yeah. to have that many people paying attention to me yeah because i felt like i was invisible before that i felt like i was an elementary school teacher nobody paid attention to me I like I even had my 30th birthday party and nobody came 
and except for my neighbor and we ended up skinny dipping in the community pool but like <laughs> it turned out to be a fun night but yeah. I, and sometimes I say well did he did my husband really plan that did he not really invite anybody else so we ended up skinny dipping um it's because it was like what the hell like no, why does nobody come but like I didn't have a large circle of friends I'm not a social butterfly that was him not me and so I you know being getting into the swinging world was it was exciting interesting evolutionary <laughs> but it also was full of it, it, when it within me anxiety and fear so mm. a lot of what I did a lot of what I chose was influenced by drugs and alcohol to be honest uh because I that let down that you know, fear, that anxiety phase of me. Um, mm. And then at that same time, I decided to put myself, I mean, I'll straight up say I put myself on an anti-anxiety medicine and antidepressant because I felt like that that was my problem. I felt like I had major depression. I had major social anxiety. Um, but now I've realized also that I also took other people's energy because these are things that like he had, or my mom had, or somebody yep. else had, or, and I surrounded myself with so many different people within the swinging community because we got, we got really like popular. We hosted lots and lots of oh, parties I bet. <laughs> and we were crazy. Like we were the crazy ones having sex in the hallway while everybody's just like having a drink. And we're like, <laughs> whatever like and so I mean we did crazy shit and that's not even as crazy as it like it got a lot crazier but mm -hmm. um as as my career went on um <laughs> but you know it was one of those things that like it's very difficult to be in the in my opinion to be in the swinging community because you're talking about not just two people getting along but four people getting along like you have a two couples oh. so you have two girls and you have two guys well the guys the guy may be like damn she's hot you know the girls may be like i like each other but do you think this girl over here maybe likes your husband maybe not maybe they mm. do maybe they don't maybe the girls don't like each other normally when the girls don't like each other then nothing's gonna work but mm. um you also it's good to be bisexual in the swinging community if you're not then it's gonna you're probably For gonna both men and problem. women it's good to be bisexual mm, no yeah okay so there is a um, prejudice against bisexual men. Mm. Um, and I think that that is in society in general. Mm. I think that that's slowly changing. I feel like that that's opening up more. Same thing with trans. Like, I think these are things that are becoming more mainstream where in the past it was like, what? Like, and, and, and people understanding all these different sexualities that are out there these days like LGBTQ is just the tip of the iceberg. Like there's a reason for that. Plus there's a million mm -hmm. other different ones. There's yeah. like 27. And, you know, but people actually understanding sexuality better and understanding that it comes from, you know, your brain structure and understanding that you're not this like deviant creature just because you think differently and you feel differently. Um, you know, when I was in high school, no girls did anything with anybody like that you didn't do that being bisexual even as a female was not cool like back in the late 80s early 90s I went to Lilith Fair in college and over and over again because I was like hell yeah I'm Melissa Etheridge let's go and <laughs> you know I mean I didn't even know she was gay yeah yeah <laughs> I, like, I still love her so yeah I mean it was it was one of those things that as I grew older, I realized, wow, there's all these different things to me. And, and I really opened myself up to women that I never had done before, even though 
my very first sexual experience, like really was like you super young with another girl. And when I masturbated, I looked at Playboy magazines in my cousin's bathroom, like, you know, and my first porn to watch was was a lesbian porn so like there's all these things that made me go I love women but there was that block saying no you don't you don't love women you Mm -hmm. can't love women this is not this you're going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. because that's what I thought my family would think of me right yeah oh it's wrong it's wrong to like yeah when it's not you're just it's like beauty's beauty you know you're appreciating the beauty and their and their sexuality and that's a perfectly fine thing for two consenting adults right you know, and there's nothing well, wrong with I, that. I now see myself, uh, well, and I know so much more. I'm certified as a sex educator. So like, I know more about sexuality than I've ever known. And I do consider myself uh, a sapio pansexual. So to be sapiosexual means you're uh, attracted to intelligence, um, as you can probably see why. Like, I, I'm really attracted to neuroscientists. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll just sit and listen. And, and I'm just like, Whoa, that's, But so that's great, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, super interested in science and super interested, well, really into any intelligent conversation I'm, right. I'm attracted to. Same. And then uh, I'm pansexual because I just don't have a type. Like, I don't care if you're a boy, girl, trans, I could care less. Like, if, if, there is a emotional connection and an emotional intimacy between us and we vibe then cool I vibe with you you vibe with me now that didn't mean I'll always have sexual intimacy with you just because we vibe because I don't believe that sexual intimacy is the be all like and Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing Mm -hmm. is that people base their relationships and I did too around sex yes my husband and I had an amazing sex life but any any uh problem we ever had we addressed it by fucking each other yeah and then you get a dopamine hit and you feel better and mm-hmm. then you go okay really i'm just never going to address the real problem in the first place yep because now i'm good now you know i had an orgasm. i got my fix yeah. yeah so we're good now right yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. so like i think the problem well i know the problem with that is it gets to the point where finally you realize oh there's a lot more to life um and i push myself to that state. Um, swinging was just, again, the little tip of the iceberg. I, after that, I, I, I actually started as a webcam model. Um, okay. That was kind of like my, that was like your intro like, into like realized, making money. Yeah. I realized I was, uh, I was a boy uh, or an exhibitionist. I realized that I got off to showing off to other people. Mm-hmm. And because of all those little names that popped up on that website, I was like, whoa, like that, I'm into that. And he realized, oh, wow, like I love watching us have sex. I love watching every aspect of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so together, like I, I decided for one thing, I hated by that point, I loved teaching, but I hated the system. Um, it took away all my, uh, where I taught, they took away all my, um, really all my education and forced me to teach a curriculum that was based on testing. And it was awful because like literally they're five and six year olds that yep. don't even know how to read. Yep. So why are we doing stupid shit with them? Mm-hmm. And no matter what I did, like it just didn't work out. And that's a whole story in itself, which you can listen to on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, from there, I, it's like we got to a stage of swinging where for one thing, it was a little less controllable on my end. Like I felt like, whoa, things are kind of crazy. Like we're hooking up with crazy people and like what's happening here. And I mean, again, the stories are like, I could stay on here all day. 
um, because like I've had crazy stories yeah. with random people. And then and if, uh, and if you want to hear some of these stories, there's a link in the description for Siren Sexy Secrets podcast. podcast, which I uh, shouted out. Great. Listen, love the show. Thank Fantastic. You. No, of course. Um, And then from there, I just felt like, okay, I, for one thing, I have more control within a uh, professional setting. And I left webcam. I was, I left teaching because I tried webcam for two months and I made more money in two months than I had made all year teaching. So I was like, wow. what? It like, it's crazy. I can work from 11 to 4 a.m. I had a baby at the time and I could work at night and make a crazy amount of money. And doing and what you, you love, like you loved teaching, but like, something you're like you you explored a new passion with this webcam yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, and to be honest like I didn't even own a sex toy like I didn't even own a sex toy until I became a webcam model wow like, nor did I never did those things like, yeah things I did and and my, nobody told me about them and and there's not that there was never that openness like there is today yeah and so I didn't own anything like that. I was like, well, I'm married. Like, why would I need a sex toy? My attitude was the same as everybody else's. Like, oh, mm -hmm. it's competition. Fuck no, it's not competition. Come on. Like, give me a break. And, and but I also felt like, damn, masturbating's weird. Like I I I did it, like I said, in the bathroom of my cousin's house or like under the the bathroom faucet. <laughs> like that's it. And I was like, okay, like that's all I can get away with. Almost like I can't explore this further until I got a webcam and then people on webcam ask you to do all kinds of crazy shit. And then I was like, okay, well, let me try this. Okay. Let me try that. And I ended up, um, I'd already had three children. I was already 35. I was not young. And I ended up, you know, enjoying toys more than ever. And I can use crazy ass toys, um, that are huge. And so everybody said, and have I was fun. Yeah. Well, everyone said I was too extreme for webcam maybe I needed to try porn. Um, so I was too extreme for swinging. I was too extreme for webcams. So now, and, but that was back in the day, like right. now there is no extreme on webcam, <laughs> but, but no. yeah, I mean, it was back in the day when everything was private and mm -hmm. you didn't really, you didn't get naked until somebody took you into a private room. So it was super private, but I made a lot of money and I had a lot of fun and I started to explore me and getting to know my own body and getting to know like, damn, I can do this. I'd already known I could do some crazy shit. Cause I was kind of always the party trick. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but like I can blow air out of my eyes. I can put my fist in my mouth. I can dislocate my jaw. <laughs> I can, so I, I would do these things like in high school at parties and anyway just yeah. to around yeah and it was like oh damn I can also do this shit with my vagina and when but like so when you're doing the webcam stuff is this like an it's almost like an exploration of art as well right where because you're like one like you you're 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 getting off to like getting the other person off right, right. but then also it's like you're exploring these new things you're like oh how about I try this and move this way and do like this and oh wow I look great like that you know what I mean like and you're just seeing oh, like you know like it's like artistic sexuality in a way you know what I mean well it's exactly what it is what I consider anyone in the adult in entertainment industry is a performance artist yeah 
Mm-hmm. Uh, our our union is called the Adult Performance Art the Performance Artist Guild. Like it's that's what it stands for. So, like we're that's wow. what we do is we are. Perfor- I named it. Yay! <laughs> but I it used to be called something different. I think Wait, it was you, Adult. Uh, you named the union. I did. That's <laughs> I, fucking so I'm great. Really friends, I'm really good friends with the with the. Um, I love the that there's a union. I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it used to be called like it was just the Adult Artist Guild, mm-hmm. and I was like, really, we're performance artists. Damn and right. So they changed it to instead of uh, it, then it changed to APAG, which is Adult Performance Artist Guild. So like Love it's it. adding the performance in there because what people don't when they look at sex workers for one thing they just see well they just see objectivity mm-hmm. and they just see um they think like oh they're you know sleeping around yeah yeah and uh deviancy mm-hmm. and uh, sadly society because of political and religious reasons and which all come down to control have put this stigma upon our industry that we are traffickers and like we're part of this human trafficking sex trafficking shit yeah and that's insane like those things happen outside our industry yes not within i'm not saying it doesn't happen within the industry because there's any industry that probably has these problems every industry has has human trafficking issues Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's so far and far, like super far between and not part of the, um, professional side of it. Like it's more way on the amateur or people just being fuck ups and putting shit on tube sites. Yeah, like that. those aren't, those aren't people that are part of our industry. They are mm-hmm. just deviants period. And Agreed. they're just using our industry as a means of doing what they do. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's what it gave me when I opened that door is for one thing, authenticity. Um, I started to realize who I was as a a person. Um, I gave myself permission to explore myself. I gave myself permission to explore other humans that I was never able to do. And I, I really always said, like, when I traveled to film in California from Texas, that it was like a teenage adventure because that's how I was as a teenager. I just accepted that, you know what, this is me. It's not, I don't, it does, it has nothing to do with age. It still doesn't. I'm 49. Like I said, I don't see myself any different or changing as a person just because I get older. Like it just, it, nor did it matter that I was younger. Like it really, age is not a, is not really a factor because it all has to do with acceptance. And once women, especially accept their sexual power, because that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you just evolve to a different level. And yeah. I do feel like those in this industry and within sex work in the sex world, um, are more evolved than a lot of society. But can, can I ask you this, Dee? So when I watch you perform, and I do want to say this now, you are a fantastic performer absolutely fantastic but one of the things that i think that draws people to you is like your enthusiasm 
but it's authentic enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. right? Like you love what you're doing and you're really good at it, but it's like you're, it's like a passionate enthusiasm that it comes across screen and it's really, really like, that's very attractive, I think, to most people. So when you're talking about your sexual power, is that part of like your sexual power you think is like your authenticity and your enthusiasm and oh, in, in like and in, in what you're doing in your performance? So that's okay. Well, and it's, I think it comes down to, it doesn't even have to be sex. Like it comes down to just being authentic and, and knowing your purpose. Like when I say purpose I don't mean like you have this divine finishing purpose in life you may not but some people do some people don't some people have gifts that are obvious like we're just like damn you're a great basketball player well our society recognizes those gifts Mm -hmm. and it says damn you're great so we're going to pay you a lot of money and we're going to make sure your gift is accentuated because well, we can use you as an entertainer, right, right, right. <laughs> um, but, but the fact is, is that everybody has gifts, like they're innate to you. Um, I think that mine was a performer. Like, I think that's part of who I am. Um, I, I do believe in human design if, and that's not something not everybody's can, you know, it's kind of like mixing, uh, astrology with, well, expanding astrology with the understanding of like, like I said, your energy body and who you are within that energy space because our thoughts everybody's perspective is different nobody will see the world the way i see it nobody's going to see the world you way you see it you know nobody zero it doesn't matter how close you are Mm -hmm. because their energy is what makes up their thoughts so Mm -hmm. how my energy is never going to be the same as anyone else and it and it's just not so yeah i mean it's one of those things that as a once i opened that door i built for one thing such positive body confidence in me and that holds women back more than anything and even men where they just feel Mm -hmm. like I am not confident enough in myself to do these things and so therefore I'm going to judge everybody that is because Mm -hmm. anything you think of somebody else anything you judge against somebody else is just a projection of your own shit like it's just you going damn this is how I feel about it And, and who the fuck cares because it's just you projecting like oh I don't feel good about myself oh I need more plastic surgery so I'm going to be mad at that girl for looking like I want to look and I can't do it right um and you know I've had three kids I have stretch marks I have a tummy it it it, you know I your curves is probably the most attractive thing about you you know I I'm considered a bbw with whatever again that's a fucking label and it's stupid agreed (laughs) But I, and I'm like, you mean I'm considered like normal? Like <laughs> I don't have to go be this thing that is filtered and You're, strange. Uh, you, and, yeah, I mean, I, I just mean, never let it overtake my fun. Like I was just having a good time and really truly connecting with the experience and also being fucking present. It is a huge, huge, agree more. huge thing in life to live today because this is all that exists right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened yesterday doesn't matter. What happens tomorrow doesn't matter because it doesn't exist. It's all made up in your mind. And so instead, like what happens right now is the only reality. So when I would have make my films, I can say that as a performer, I push myself because 
but nobody made me. I did it myself. I'm like, yeah, let's have a 40 person blow bang <laughs> at, a, at an adult book, you know, a theater. What the fuck do I care? It's still only five dicks in front of me at one time. So like <laughs> it, it's, it's either five dicks or there's 40 dicks. They can just rotate, you know, right. and I'm, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just having the um, non-concern about anyone else's perspective of the situation living right now and enjoying yourself whatever mm -hmm. you're doing mm -hmm. i the only thing i can say and this is not anyone's fault but my own is i did not how to know how to say no and i did not know what a boundary was mm -hmm. and these are things that i found about myself just within two years is mm -hmm. that there were things i did that i'm like damn i wouldn't do again yeah. But I also was someone who was willing to take the chance to try anything and everything. I've had my vagina electrocuted. I've had like, I, I mean, I sound shocking. I've, I've, done the, <laughs> I've done like the most ridiculous shit. Yeah. And, and it's like, nah, not my thing, you know, but now I know, now I know, nah, not my thing. But I'm not going to judge somebody else who enjoys electrocuting their vagina. Like if, right. if that's what you want to do and that's what your body reacts to and you enjoy it, then by all means, knock your socks off, heal yourself. If you use a lot of things in BDSM are actually used to help with mental health and to heal some kind of trauma that these people have gone through oh, wow. and it actually is a release. So if that can be uh done in a consensual safe protected way then what am i here to judge them for yeah. i've gone to true dungeons and been tied up and observed and seen to me some of it is like what the fuck's happening that's crazy like i would never do any of this shit mm -hmm. sometimes you know there were people dressed up like they were in harry potter and then they're you know, laying on a cage with their husband locked underneath and they're being like stroked with feathers. And I'm like, whatever the fuck you want to do, who cares? It's your, it's your carbon-based body. This yep. is mine. Like, yep. this is my little, little, like, you know, avatar that I get to go do whatever the fuck I want with it. Sure. So as long as I'm not hurting anyone else, then, or disrupting their purpose in life, then what is it anyone else's opinion that matters of me? Because yeah. Again, it doesn't, you can have the same reaction to me not stopping at a, at a light or being there too long and being on my phone that you could have to me being in porn. Like it yeah. could be the same fucking reaction of, wow. oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, fuck, like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But guess what? That's all your fucking problem because you are the <laughs> one having that reaction. It's yeah. You don't yeah. know that I'm not on my phone with my kid who just may have been in a car accident. You don't know if I'm fucking sick and i'm trying to get to a hospital you don't know why somebody runs the red light you don't mm -hmm. know why somebody it, it decides to make porn like it's not your fucking business because it's not your path yeah and everybody has their own path and that's what it came down to my relationship is that i had the realization that why are we forcing each other to be in a toxic situation when it's not necessary we can be life partners, we can mm -hmm. co-parent, we can even at some point become friends again, because we haven't been friends for a long time. Maybe we can still work together. Maybe we can't. Turns out we can't. But, you know, I, I still see him. I wish him well. I have, yeah. I have a relationship with him and I always will. And I truly want more than anything for him to be happy and find his own way. Mm -hmm. Because 
I decided at that point, it's time to heal myself. So I've, I've really, for my fans, they ask me all the time, when are you going to make more um, content for your website? Because like most of my content's on my website. It's mm-hmm. like 400 movies. And Which, uh, there'll be a link in the description of this episode for that website. Yeah, and it's a great fucking deal right now. So you should join now because if you join Damn late, right. it's not going to be as much of a great deal. <laughs> um, because <laughs> the way it's set up right now, you get crazy amount of content for nothing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then I realized, okay, I did a lot of these things because he pushed my boundary. Mm. and now i realize that's not real healthy <laughs> mm. to have someone else say and that and that was you being a fawn in the way of uh, you wanted to please him okay yeah. i'll do this even though i'm not 100 percent comfortable or into it yeah, yeah. okay and, and that's my that's my codependency that's my thing i'm gonna do whatever it takes and that's his own mental health and his issues and his yeah. way of dealing with life that wanted to control the situation and Mm -hmm. tell me what to do we did have a dominant submissive relationship there that he was the only person i had that with because there was that trust there was that safety and for a long time there was the truth but the fact is is that people grow and change and i grew through the adult industry immensely Mm. like i grew as a human being i grew as a woman i grew as you know uh and now even more so now but it it opened up something in, in me that had been repressed and I also grew because of my connections and experiences and trying all these different people that I was like, oh, I really know what I like mm-hmm. and what I don't like. And I'm willing to speak up for myself and find my throat chakra and say what I want to say and not feel held back with no voice and say, you know what? I think it's time to like try something different. And and honestly, like I've gotten to a point now and and that's a new stage of my life is more I was a hot wife to be a hot wife you either cheat on your husband and you have a cuck which in terms of cuck in porn is like the guy sits back jerks off never participates okay he doesn't care that his wife is cheating knows about it may not even be happy with it but knows about it yeah I was never that person because for one thing I suck at lying so I just I will get caught I'll just tell myself so what's the point so anyway I I was I was more of the hot wife like I'm going out and you it was all his idea it was always his and that's what I talk about in the podcast too is that him instigating everything he instigated it all but I just said okay sure why not and People, if it was yeah on, let me i'll do whatever to please yeah it was on film even more so like mm. as long as you're recording it as long as it's going out there to the public as long as i'm making money and i it's another it's another um experience that i can try and it's different and i'm not bored with it which I was never really bored with any of it. Um, and on top of that, like I learned and during webcam that I'm multi-orgasmic. I learned all about myself. I learned I was a squirter. I learned that I, I can feel these sensations within my body that are real. I don't understand how to fake anything. But like I said, I just don't. Um, so these were things about me that I was like, damn, you know, she's for what my, my vagina is D. The rest of me is not D. She's D. <laughs> she's a beast. Yeah. She's a beast who she's, never stops. She's a pro's pro. 
and she just you know she that's not even me that's her and so yeah. like i don't know i'm at a stage now where yeah. i had i've i've cut her down <laughs> well that's on it, well well honestly that's one of the things i really wanted to get you on here about after listening to your show and going over your bio and stuff like that is that you're right there is d and then there's you you're a very smart intellectual person that has a vast like vast experiences and personality and an excellent view on life and that's great that we were able to like talk about this i do want to say this d we are i want to respect your time uh, we're coming close to the top of time. Do you have a couple more minutes? Because I know Bethany has to drop. I just had like one or two more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Bethany, before you go, do you have any other questions for Dee? Uh, yeah, let me look real quick. I know I jotted down a couple. Um, Is there anything that you have wanted to do more often? I think especially hearing that some of the things you were trying um were kind of guided by another person's opinion is there anything that you're kind of exploring now that comes completely from desire inside yourself Ooh, great um, question so i'm actually building my own website um my old website was built by him and um his influence is all over the place like i own siren triple x studios and it uh there's two other websites as well but um a lot of that like maybe i would i'm i'm very creative so like the creative aspect with me um i can direct i can produce um he was always the videographer and the photographer and edited and and mm -hmm. he has a degree in it so he was always the web guy um so like together we were a great team and and we built that studio but um as like i said he instigated a lot of it and and the biggest thing for him was that i shouldn't have any emotion mm -hmm. i i shouldn't be connected or have much emotion uh within what i was doing um, and I, I talk about it a lot on my podcast, how like, just have sex. Don't think about it. Does I don't remember who you are unless I get to know you, which is true. I, I don't remember people's faces or names. I probably remember their penis more than anything. <laughs> girls are different, but boys, like yeah. I probably don't. And, and, and it's just because of the situation I'm in. I don't put myself mm -hmm. in a situation to get to know you unless you put yourself out there to get to know me. And I, um, you know, I think that's the biggest difference is now I want to, I understand emotion. I understand how to regulate my emotions. I understand that emotion is energy in motion. Mm -hmm. I understand that there's also no, absolutely no way for you to have intimacy with someone in any form without emotion. Like yeah. we are energy beings. Mm -hmm. So there is just no way to take your energy and make it go away. Yeah, <laughs> and no. especially if you're like me who is very authentic does these things has fun with them truly enjoys themselves and has like multiple orgasms throughout the whole thing how not can i deal. say that i'm not connected emotionally to what's happening True. i mm -hmm. i think i blocked myself and and told myself that that wasn't real and i i wasn't having any emotion but now i think it's just from not understanding that so the future holds more me I think more sensuality, more eroticism. I, you know, I, I heard a poem that was written back in the 60s. I, I listened to a, a woman. Uh, actually, my daughter is in a um, uh, human sexuality class and also a women's, a women's class mm -hmm. and in college. And this woman said, you know, there's beauty in the erotic. And mm -hmm. 
there's power in the erotic. Um, but when you call it porn, you take away the beauty and the power. Yeah. Because you're becoming, when you say that there is no emotional connection to what you're doing, and this is just an object, and it's just, a, you're objectified by the pornography, then it becomes ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it's ridiculous because you're denying the human connection to it. You're mm -hmm. acting as if these, this is just, these penises are just a thing. <laughs> and, you know, and to be honest, I've taken two years of myself to separate myself from having lots of sexual intimacy mm -hmm. i'm super interested in having emotional intellectual experiential intimacy more mm -hmm. than the sexual intimacy i've done everything like i've done it everywhere i've been on top on the top of buildings i've been outside i've been and it's like i don't think there's anything i truly haven't done that i'd be interested in doing yeah Except adding some emotion to it, adding some, eye, and more than anything, adding eye contact, because I'm all about like, look into my fucking soul. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will mind fuck you. Like I literally, that's what I want, but I want it on camera and I want it seen and I want the sweat and I want every little thing that you can see. And I want it to just be people that are not these objects that you like have this strange adoration for that it, there's no connection. Yeah. So that's really fan that connection, intimacy, and emotion. That's fantastic. Bethany, I know you have a flight to catch. Thank you for doing this. Uh, you can, I know you have to drop, but thank you so much, Bethany. But D, I do have a couple more questions for you. Okay. All right. Bethany, thank you. Nice to meet you. It was you. a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks, Bethany. Okay. This was a great job. Thank you. So right. D, uh, a couple more questions before we get out of here. So I did want to ask, and this is going to be adult film industry related stuff. What is the worst thing about doing porn? I mean, if I can call it porn. Um, or perform your adult performance art, I should say. The I'm worst sorry. thing is judgment and misunderstanding mm -hmm. and um, being, I, I would think, being excluded from society yeah. um, and discriminated against yeah. in society because I am a sexual woman that is free to be who I am mm -hmm. and you are like threatened by that mm -hmm. um and because like we for instance my friend Alana Evans who has been all over the news lately because Wells Fargo shut down her accounts she's been with them for 30 years and she's been in a she's been a porn actress for 30 years and yeah. like they shut down her accounts for no reason no explanation and we know it's because of who she is yeah and yeah um you know banking industry anything like that all these religious extremists like you have to really look open your eyes awaken yourself to what's going on around you and realizing look beyond what you see on the surface because mm -hmm. people say things and judge things again like i said is a projection of who they are yeah so if you are yeah. talking about human trafficking all the time then they're either you have been human trafficked and you've had that experience in your life or there's something other motivation going on there right. which I, is where i question these things because a lot of times it's financial a lot of times it's i'm i know i can make money off of this and um you know that's where all that shit comes from so yeah. 
and and that just affects society as a whole and their judgments about about people and i just think it's you know when it comes down to it even though men love me and may objectify every woman they see Mm-hmm. they still want the control. And when you give the control over, you know, my industry, women make more money in my yeah. industry. Oh, by the, the not even close. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The men don't make shit. And I'm not, a, I'm not even for that. I think men should make more money. Like if you can do this, damn, it's hard. Like to keep it up. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. For the day to come on command. Those That's are hard to do. Yeah. Impossible. You can do it. So like those, that's why you always see the same guys and everything is because there's only a handful that it can truly do it. Now, they can, a little different because I just like normal guys. There's guys you've worked with that can finish on command. Like, oh, wow. all the, all the professionals. And if they don't finish on command, even though they are super professional and they have problems at all, directors are not nice. They're mean. They're like, they're like what, what the f- are you doing? Like oh. you are ruining my shoot. Like you better get yourself in the bathroom, take care of yourself and get over here and do this shit. So like most of the time during sex scenes, there's no cut. Like you don't stop. Yeah. Um, And I mean, occasionally, but normally not. And, you know, I've been in uh, films where a lot, most of my professional films, they come when they say, okay, because we do, when you're on set, you, there's a, a process. Like for girls, it's like hair and makeup. Then you do pretty girl photos. So you'd have like, an entire set of photos and then you bring the guy in and you have a couple of photos but mainly you do hardcore stills which are photos so you run through the entire scene in photos Mm -hmm. so you're literally talking about a guy sitting there having to have a hard penis while you're not moving like it just stays hard you're like in an awkward position you're like okay now we're switching the doggy yeah okay you are uh, up here and then there's another guy's penis right next to you and (laughs) and i mean you know it can get crazy yeah but that's how professional shoots are is that you have to do all that in photos then after that you have to actually go and make the scene that you just practiced in pictures so now not only that i mean you're talking like eight hours a day so how long do you have to have a hard penis like four wow. hours it's hard and and it's like and you have to like i mean one i mean it's like you have to prevent from finishing but then finish at the right like man that's incredible that i mean self-control uh a lot of guys use medication and sure injections and yeah and especially if you are professional and do more than one shoot a day because they don't make a ton of money so Mm. they may have to go and shoot three times today and make three different films what's the most scenes you've shot in a day oh well i i always did my own thing so Like I left webcam with the, my very first scene was called Huge Old 15 (laughs) and it was a a big toy scene. So it was with Nadia Alicia out of Tampa. She brought me in with her husband. We played with huge toys and it was super simple. So like it was three different scenes, but Mm -hmm. for one movie. Oh, I see. So it wasn't hard. After that, she shared like how she ran her business and we kind of modeled her business with that you know we were professional amateurs Mm -hmm. we shot gonzo we shot real shit Mm -hmm. we did our own thing so i own all my content so if Mm -hmm. anyone ever wants to be in this industry own your content like 
stop wearing it. I only filmed for professional companies like, you know, browsers and evil angel and reality Kings and all these different companies as marketing because it was like, okay, once a month, go out, shoot these films. I don't, porn people don't get paid a ton. We're not rich, but performers now make a lot more money than they used to make because now everything's in our hands with with only fans with all the different platforms out there where you can make your own content sell it yourself i've done that forever like Mm -hmm. all my 400 movies belong to me and i can sell them for the rest of my life and it does not matter if i'm 90 years old i can still sell it because guess what they'll still watch it (laughs) and and so it, it doesn't matter now i can talk about spirituality and everything that i love to talk about but those that those 400 movies stand for themselves yeah and, um, you know, you can change in life, but if you own the content, it's king, like content's king. Content's king. Yeah, that's true. And then, so, okay. So God, I just had a thought. Oh, all right. So you're, uh, God, what was I just thinking? You're talking about the, God, oh, damn it, brain fart. I'm sorry. You're so distracting, T. You just do this to everybody, but no, uh, Okay. <laughs> uh so the the worst part is the judgment and everything what is the best part of of doing porn or adult Um, performance sorry the best part is that i i truly believe that i found my people um they're your tribe you call them right yeah i don't feel like i fit in every anywhere throughout my life until i found my people and mm-hmm. most people that are uh in sex work in some form or fashion by nature are going to be like i said neurodivergent they don't fit in the box yeah because if you choose to do sex work then you are you are blowing the box up like it's literally being like fuck society i'm gonna do what i want to do like mm-hmm. it, because once you put yourself out there, you can't fit in that box anymore. You've mm-hmm. you've expanded past it. I can't go back and be an elementary school teacher. They'd never let me around children, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. But but like I get it too. I get it that you know the second you give your eight year old a cell phone, they're gonna be exposed to pornography. Um, you can't stop it. If they don't see it from their cell phone, they'll see it from somebody else's and they're going to share it with you. So you have to, I strongly believe in sharing information. I strongly believe in communicating with your children. I strongly believe in having an open mind and realizing that you cannot control them as sexual beings because it's nature and it's basic. It's a basic instinct. There was a reason Mm -hmm. that movie was called that. (laughs) <laughs> and, and great and, movie you know you it, it this business has allowed me to open like i said these doorways that i know that i would not have opened mm-hmm. because i was too afraid i was afraid of the family i was afraid of the judgment i was a, just full of fear of what if mm-hmm. um but i've realized that every risk i have taken in my life up to this point has brought me more evolution sometimes it brings me pain sometimes it brings me joy that's all decided within myself Mm -hmm. but what it has brought me is growth and evolution and change which is I feel like a human purpose like that's our our job is to grow and change and and the business without this business like honestly I feel more at home with my adult industry uh 
than I do with my real family. My real family, I never fit. This family, I fit. Now, I also found a family within spirituality that I finally was able to embrace. So now I feel like I've expanded my family. Um, So yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that you just have to find your people. And that's what I did. That's great. And I'm happy that, that, you know, and it's great that I know it took a long road to get there, but that's great that you're able to find them and, and recognize that and become part of the, the tribe. So well, I, it's just so positive, like people, yeah. that's like people have such a shitty idea of who we are as people that we're yeah. weirdos. And I'm like, honestly, we're the most open-minded, yep. uh, easygoing, accepting, like, who doesn't like sex, like go to a convention, go to AVN, go I would to and and see all the people and how happy everyone is there's no fighting there's no drama yeah yeah everybody's practically naked like why are there how can and where could there be any issues there like so you don't have that and honestly it's gotten to the point now where there's no competition because Mm -hmm. competition was made up competition Mm. was outside influences like the companies trying to compete with each other whereas trust me everybody has their own perspective their own vision of what they like and it doesn't matter who you are like Mm. if you have a if you put yourself out there you build a platform you build a uh, personality more than anything like you said then you can be successful and we're all small business owners so we all own our own yeah, businesses yeah. we all run and we all pay taxes we all have to do the same shit that you do we spend you most contribute of our to society just like everybody else yeah yeah and anyone that says they don't watch porn is a fucking liar or a weirdo yeah so okay i have a two-parter question here uh do you have an only fans absolutely I that's have two what OnlyFans. all right um, cool one of the cheese iron one is free Okay. Um, I don't really post there except use it to market the VIP one. The VIP one is uh, onlyfans.com slash Mrs. Siren. Okay. So it's, um, yes, I'm separated, but I, I earn the Mrs. title. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that I plan on keeping. It's it, That's where I actually release all my brand new content at this point um, until my new website is ready. Um, Perfect. All my new well- on there beautiful and we'll have links in the description of both of those sites for your only fans and everything else you yeah. know because you All have the a, other millions of things hey that's hey you need hey you can find you anywhere and it's great love Content's it more king. more you the better content google me and be prepared <laughs> <laughs> love it you okay. may see the inside of my butthole <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah yeah duh don't we all right no <laughs> yeah uh so okay then the other question i had is who is your favorite person you've ever worked with uh i mean I, if you can't answer that i understand Shoot. um i'd have to say nadia alicia she's my mentor she always was my mentor nice. i i built a beautiful you're close with virgo too right um yeah 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 virgo came after me um Mm -hmm. and we actually helped her build up her name she was on um she was doing shaking it on uh shit what is that website uh damn i can't even remember world of hip-hop so she got she got popular by shaking her ass on world of hip-hop 
And then she wanted to do adult films. So she went through Siren Studios to make her first films. She and I did everything for her first time together to do Mm -hmm. all her stuff. Yeah. And she's become very um, successful. And that's amazing. There's quite a few other uh, talents out there that went through my studio to become who they are. And, you know, I'm always... I, I, I want to be a mentor much like Nadia Alicia was a mentor to me mm-hmm. um, because I want people to get into this industry the right way. I want them to be successful. I don't want them to fall into traps of being stuck with fake people or people that say they are something that they're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And because I went through all that shit on my own, like I f- found out, you know, here, let's do this, you know, fake audition. Like I didn't know uh... it was fake let's do this audition. Now, again, I was a swinger. So I was like, that was a weird sex session. Like, why are you telling me to ride you for two seconds and switch and then turn out to be fake? Like, why would you even want that? (laughs) But like, that's just weird. Um, But, you know, I always took those things with a grain of salt. Um, But yeah, I offer now a business consultation. It's of course, you have to invest in yourself and pay for it. But uh, if you want, you know, the entertainment business is all about who you know. It's all about contact. It's all about um, understanding marketing and being able to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. learn a, a good way to do that. So mm-hmm. I offer that for people who are interested in uh, joining the adult industry. But most of the time, I don't do it as a business. I do it as attending um, conventions and things that other adult creators can go to and just giving my expertise and helping people out. So once a teacher, always a teacher, right? Always. Always. My mom's a teacher too. And she said the same thing. Once a teacher, always a teacher. Always a teacher. Always a nurturer. Always a teacher. I'm a nurturer, a teacher, and a visionary. You were like, and you've talked about it on on your show, Desire and Sexy Secrets, or Sire and Sexy Secrets the podcast uh but you like you were kind of almost built to be a nurturer and a like a caregiver yes. you know what i mean like even when you were talking about like lactating you were pumped like what like 34 ounces a day or you something like that. 36 ounces of milk a day That's and then nurse my baby like that was just <laughs> what i pumped just so work so i could go wow. to work um so yeah like i was a fucking cow like i <laughs> at uh i worked at usaa which is an auto insurance company in san antonio texas and Mm -hmm. they actually are great they had they were great to their community and they offered uh nursing mothers rooms so like every it's a mat it it was like the biggest building like above the pentagon for a while so such a large place but like every big building would have a separate nursing mothers room and so we would all sit there with our you know pumps on our boobs and like not like and with like 10 other moms just sitting there talking as we pumped and it was like some people would be like damn i only got three ounces and i'm like over like i got a gallon over here (laughs) i actually i actually like donated milk to the milk bank for oh that's great it was like i i make a stupid amount of milk so yeah i have baby making hip hip. every bar every part of me is to reproduce like i (laughs) i did and and if i didn't have uh birth control i would have 100 kids and (laughs) So I have cousins that have like seven, eight kids. So yeah, they're Catholic. But hey, it's a <laughs> that's beautiful the other thing. Side of the 
definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if I if I didn't stop myself, I would have had a million children. But hey, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. The star. Yeah. No. <laughs> nice. Okay, so then. Uh, what is one person you haven't worked with that you would love to work with? Because you've worked with I really a, don't a pursue lot. other people. Yeah. Um, because I've done this for so long. More people come to you. People pursue me. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't even know. Like, I yeah. don't. I, I really have done it. For, there are people more that I'd like to meet and work with when it comes to like a business directing, side, directing, yeah. producing, mm -hmm. and um even having them perform in a movie that I'm directing or producing mm. rather than me actually perform with them. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're, when you're at AVN, like you said, like you don't recognize guys faces, but like, has there ever been a time like, Oh man, I don't, oh, we've met before. Oh, all right. Show me your dick. Oh you, Yeah. Like that's never happened. Right. Not at AVN, but <laughs> not for sure. Like I, honestly, it's more on set. Um, like because I I've done so many group scenes and so many gangbangs. Okay. That, like guys will come back for another time, and mm -hmm. I'll be like, they're like, I'm so and so. I'm like, oh, okay. And then once we start the scene, I'll be like, oh, I remember oh, you? Like you. I'll actually even say it in the scene. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember him? Like yeah. I'm more talking to the penis. Like <laughs> <laughs> quite objectify. I mean, I guess that would be objectifying, but in my idea, it's more like, oh yeah, I connected with that guy, meaning his penis, not his mind. So right, like, right. unless you, like, unless you actually talk to me, I'm not going to remember your name or your face, but <laughs> I may remember other body parts. Uh, so I do have this question. So for people that aren't really that, you know, I, obviously I've, I've watched, I watch porn, you know, still. Right. And I've watched you and you're incredible. But what is like the opinion of the fluffer on set? Uh, that's always something that's like, like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I understand their role and why they're there. And they're well, very, okay. it doesn't yeah. exist. That's, oh. that's the role. Oh, <laughs> in 15 years, there has never been a fluffer on set. Like that does not exist. Oh, wow. So that's just that a, like a thing. That is like, a fairy tale that is like not true. Like, female females do not fluff guys more okay that's not true like I have been in situations where the guy just like can't get it up and but they'll ask they'll be like can you help most of the time the answer is no and the guys have to go deal with it themselves like there's you just jerk off like don't you know how to get your dick hard like if yeah. you're doing this job you better know how to get your dick hard yeah. just like I know how to get my pussy wet you probably should get your dick hard because yeah. like otherwise why are you a professional like it's it's like saying you know walking in with the without the tools to do your job and mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's not yeah. true there's yeah. no nobody's getting paid just to sit there and like that's yeah I was suck, yeah. what suck dick off camera like <laughs> <laughs> like nah <laughs> I don't think I, I mean who wants that if if anything and they're gonna add a fluffer they're gonna record the fluffer too and be like mm -hmm. okay your job is only to suck dick okay mm -hmm. now your job is to like fuck this guy like i mean but that doesn't really happen so. does, does ever happen like because like a scene like you know especially like it, i mean like there's like like chemistry on the scene or something is it ever stuff like happen off scene or behind the oh, camera sure. okay sure. yeah like, i mean i've i have really close relationships a lot of times with the directors uh not so much the other talent but more of the directors and the producers of it I've I've built relationships with them where 
we've become really good friends and I'll stay with them or whatever when I come out. And yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes there's sexual intimacy. Sometimes there's not. Um, mm -hmm. I cannot honestly say maybe twice in 15 years, I've actually hooked up with somebody outside of the scene, um, mm -hmm. like right afterward. Um, but there's been times where like, yeah, I've hooked up with other people outside of the scene, like on an intimate, like a personal basis. So mm -hmm. yeah, it just depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And then so you're an admitted like size size is big for you. Uh, and so is there a specific type of scene that you like to shoot the most? Um, I love toy scenes because sorry boys, but human penises <laughs> cannot get as big as my toys. Like no. my toys are crazy. And they I, do all they this stuff toys. and bzz, yeah. well actually yeah. most of my toys are dildos, so they don't okay vibrate um so much like i i can handle a little vibration but i'm not like huge on that like you don't mm -hmm. i don't need the clitoral stimulation like my clits are always stimulated <laughs> so like it's more like i need the stretching i guess you would say the girth and mm -hmm. i'm not huge on length but i can take a lot and like for the last avn i went to which was a couple of years ago like i think i told 12 girls I like their arms because I did <laughs> I like girl fisting me like that's just it's just something I enjoy doing guys guys are too big um but I I enjoy that size of a girl arm <laughs> like, I mean, so like I don't know like nothing like sometimes penises just can't do it like I think maybe you asked me the question of who I'd like to shoot with I would say dread if you know who dread is he is uh he shoots for jules jordan a lot um middle-aged black guy but his penis is like my forearm so i'm like you know i enjoy my forearm yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like i probably enjoy that too yeah. Um, but yeah like i mean honestly the the people that i found interestingly the people that i found that are the biggest are not porn stars mm -hmm. they are just real people who you're you know I don't know who they have sex with. <laughs> oh wow! People so like you me. <laughs> like well, you've met people like in in like not on not in the industry like outside the industry that are just like freaking baby's arm holding an apple. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Wow! Oh, yeah. Damn, that's fun. <laughs> they could be in the industry. They just have other jobs. So. Oh wow! Have you told yeah. people that? Like, have you been like, dude, you should try it? And they're just like, at eh, not for. Oh, time we we make our own porn like yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's for private use only but yeah oh like, they know they know what they got oh all right all right they're yeah. proud of it so they hey. they're happy to record it but it's just you know for personal use instead of letting do, the world see do you oh so is that a thing too like when you're when you're into like having sex in your private life do you still record it sometimes Oh, Sometimes cool. I outright let them record it and we just, you know, they just keep it because they want a recording. Um, a lot of times I watch in the mirrors and like I have sex in front of mirrors so that I can see myself and they can see themselves. And Can't blame you there. Also, like, um, yeah, like, I mean, uh, as many people as I can when it comes to, like, if I'm going to hook up, I try to record them for OnlyFans. So, like, I, nice. I have a lot of those, too, where they'll just be like, I don't care. Like, just don't show my face. So, yeah, yeah. like, and I'm like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I, I just want to, I just want you to, have, I want to have content. <laughs> so, that's great. So that's, that. that's cool. So then, uh. Okay. And then one of the last questions, what is your best moment in the industry? 
do you have like a favorite moment best moment um i did make a film directed and produced with my husband a film for um adult time uh it was i guess that was my most proud moment i would say it was a little it was more scripted it was something in several locations and um you know they're a big company so be able to direct and produce for them was great mm -hmm. i plan on doing a lot more of that um i won social media star um of the year at why yeah. not last year and being up on stage after 15 years and never winning but being like nominated a hundred thousand times I, I said i'm like the Su susan lucci of like milk porn mm -hmm. um that you know I, I get nominated every every year but i never win and it's that was unexpected exciting it was great to be able to be in front of my peers and just be able to say what i wanted to say and how much i appreciate them in my life and i would say those are probably the most memorable things and honestly my favorite thing is that i've evolved into this amazing human that i love so much so hey if you no, that is i'm so happy for you there and i and i said at the top of the show and i do mean it like it is kind of inspirational for any and it doesn't even have to be adult content anyone that does produce content or make content it people don't realize everyone thinks like oh i can do this or i can do that it takes it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of courage and there's a lot of like eating crow and like you know thinking you have great ideas that don't work out and like a lot of ups and downs and things like that and it does take a lot of perseverance and courage but like you said you're able to go on this journey and you're happy with yourself at the end like you love yourself more now than you've ever have and i'm just really happy for you that you're living a great life and you know it's super excited and i'm you know i love that we got to talk to you and and hear your story and your and everything like that we're coming to the top of time. Uh, I I know me and Justin and Bethany are all, all on the same page as this, but we would love to have you back on the show if you'd be willing to come back on. Anytime. Oh, you're great. So before we take off, though, is there anything you want to say to the D-Siren fanatics out there? Um, I don't know. Everyone says I'm a legend. Which you, I feel like I need to make I need to make more money if I'm a legend. <laughs> I mean, you're you're um, definitely a legend. I, honestly, I just appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. I you know my Instagram is the love siren because I truly believe that we are love, and if we just let go of everything else, like that's what we are, and that's what we strive to be. Mm -hmm. Is this pure connection between each other and you know um i can't wait to help more people through my life coaching um i i actually just changed my name of it but it's my website's mykarmasutra.com which you probably have to yep. um i i want people to understand that there's more than just sex even within their own relationships mm -hmm. and that's not what makes a great relationship but that there's you know, but on the other hand, like accept who you are, love who you are, just follow your path. And and like you, you're the fucking director of your own story. Like it doesn't. And if you are a content creator, like 
you are the director of your own stories. So it doesn't matter if you fuck up because everybody does. And mm -hmm. just go out there and do your thing and be who you are and take a chance with your life because you will, I mean, you'll just be so much happier and you'll, I don't know, I feel like I aged backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm much I'll happier say. these days and I'm, I'm, I physically feel better. I, I, in my opinion, look I great. look better. And, and, you know, I just feel like it's, it's like you you get to a point where you know life is just uh beautiful and you have to be grateful for the little shit and enjoy your life so yeah i appreciate them all i love my strokers which is what i call them um <laughs> you don't have to be a stroker but like i'm sure you are <laughs> girl yeah. or boy they're my science strokers oh that's great the siren strokers that's fantastic uh justin is there any questions you have for d before we take off this was fantastic this was like this a was... mini therapy session which oh, it was is great incredible. in the middle of the day I have a lot of things I learned from this. I'm going to love better. I'll have better relationships. Yay. Yeah. Set myself a little more. I, you know, everybody's yeah. a work in progress. Life's about, right? Yeah. Acceptance. Absolutely. So this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. I've come today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, DJ BJ Skins, Bethany Cherney, and our guest today is the legend herself, D Siren. In case you're wondering, you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives.gmail.com and please like and subscribe so we can keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See you. All right, D, thank you so That's much. Awesome. You are you are just the best. You Aww, know, this you. this was so much fun. Honestly, like I love this too because because of like you you speak really well, you have great insights and intuition. So I mean, I think this does like you were a great representative of your industry as a whole. And this was Aww, just a fantastic yeah. I enjoyed this very much. And I yeah. learned a lot. This was great. This is oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, Y'all be yeah. safe. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. All right, D. Thank you so much. I'll be in contact with you. And, uh, you know, oh, also, I wanted to send you some merchandise. Do I go through Tanya for that? Or do you have a P.O. box I can send you? Um, I don't have a P.O. box anymore, but I can just DM me on my Instagram. Okay. I can give you the info. Okay, perfect. I have like a, it's a quarter, a white quarter zip with our logo that I wanted to send you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you so much, D. All right. Bye-bye. Nice meeting you. Bye. You too. See ya.